Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. We are in an eight-week series on mission. Uh, it is wonderful weather outside, yeah. and it's nice in here with Melinda and Deli and Andy. <laughs> uh, welcome. Nice to have you in here. So, Thank you. Uh, we are uh, in this beautiful May spring weather and just a wonderful time to get outside of yourself. All right. Okay. So that's how we're introducing our series every week for uh, last Sunday and the next couple months. So the idea of getting outside of ourselves and getting outside of ourselves with respect to mission and service and giving. And so this past Sunday, uh, my attempt to be cute was instead of Mother's Day, we celebrated Other's Day. Mm. Yeah. But talked about the uh, the love of a mother being uh, other. Relentless almost. That's why I yeah, yeah, yeah. wrote it down. An other kind of love. Um, always thinking about other people. And, of course, we talked about the, uh, the, the uh, proverbial elephant in the room that, you know, mm-hmm. not all our experiences with our moms have been that way. Uh, possessive affection, protective at all costs, relentless pursuit because of brokenness. We get it. That's why the church exists. However, as a church, Scripture telling us that the church is the mother of us all. Uh, that's that's what we're going for. So this idea of, of Others Day and celebrating that. So uh, we just want to talk about that. Maybe some things that hit us. Uh, I had some things hit me that I thought I, I could have said that morning, and I didn't. I kind of flowed into a particular zone of it. But uh, uh, as I was thinking of it later in the day, um, some some things that I think we could share. So appreciate you being with us today as we kind of talk through this. Uh, what kind of takeaways do you recall from Sunday or stuff that uh, kind of on your on your mind or heart right now? Well, for me, um, I mean, we I think we we all we had this prayer that uh, I think Melinda ended up leading us in. Um, you you said send the ones you love, and we will love the ones you sent, and. Um, I don't know. I've just been it, almost like it's almost like a mantra, really. <laughs> like just saying that, you know, like repeating that. Kerry Newhoff would say that was a touchdown. He would say that was a score if you had a sentence that everyone remembers. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, not very good at that, but that so one was like, one. yeah. So praying that, um, send the ones you love, which I mean, he loves every single one of us, right? Like he, he loves every single one of us, the orphan, the widow, the uh, the boy who doesn't have a mother or father the one who who does have a mother and maybe not a father all the, all the vast arrays of you know blended families that, that there can be or um, you know just somebody being displaced and there's several people in our church right that have, are from other places that are here for a moment right and so I just think about that like they're sent here I feel like it's the Psalms that says he sets the solitary in families yeah yeah that's a that's a scripture yeah so like so Man. those displaced for mm-hmm. whatever the reason. Yeah, and that and that's so praying for that. Um, whether we, um, as a church, um, or even us as our own individuals, like having uh, opening our eyes to see those people that are sent, right, and then um, helping us, Holy Spirit, to love those people truly and fully, like right where they are, because um, I think sometimes you know we can think well. 
like with belonging, right, or community. You need to do something before you're a part of that community, yeah. before you feel that belonging. But no, just love them right where they are. Yeah. So that that's what was hitting me um, with with a lot of this was um, thinking of others, loving them where they are, loving them whatever as they are, as they are whatever stuff and baggage and junk that they've gone through or been through or are currently going through, like just loving them in that space, I think. One of the things you're referencing with community, uh, a little bit of context here, we talk about ABCD, the needs of people, acceptance, belonging, community. Mm -hmm. And I have been in church uh, communities where they say, we will give you acceptance and belonging when you meet our community requirements. So Mm -hmm. when you meet community with us, yeah. you match whatever the boxes are that need checked, mm-hmm. then we will give you acceptance and belonging. So the letters for that organization would be C-A-B, <laughs> right? We'll give you community. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas we're saying it's acceptance, belonging, community. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And to your point, which I think is great, uh, Lord, send those you love, mm-hmm. and we will love those you send. Yeah. Well, who, who doesn't he love, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> so that kind of statement for us to recognize another reinforcer of everybody that walks through the door. Yeah. How did we used to say it all the time is a person for whom Christ died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every single person. Right. Yeah. And if he loved them that much, yeah, we love them. That's mm-hmm. the call. Yeah. It's a hard, it's a hard thing to, um, ask that sometimes I think, cause then, cause it's going to cause you to, it's going to cause the Holy spirit to break those, paradigms that you have. We don't want that to happen. No, we don't want that to happen. We want to be nice and safe and comfortable, but it's going to, it's literally, if you're asking the Holy Spirit, if you're praying that prayer, like be prepared, be prepared for some paradigms. That was the the hope, man. (laughs) So that's, yeah, that's hard. What I've been meditating on the last few days is uh, the idea of the church being the mother. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of my paradigm at the moment is mothering. And I have this, these two teenagers who are their own individuals mm-hmm. and um, are trying to wrestle with who they are and who God is in their life and how Andy and I need to be juggling that and supporting that and letting them grow. And our objective as parents is to prepare them for the real world and have them be mature enough or uh, brave enough or whatever, independent, Independent. Mm -hmm. that would be us winning. And so as the mother church Mm -hmm. discipling is what that looks like, that we're being called to disciple on all the different levels and all of our skills as a body of believers, we we do that together. Mm -hmm. So I've just been meditating on what that's looking like, what that should look like, what scripture teaches us, what our experiences have been on that unfolding Mm -hmm. very intentionally through this series. The, uh, the idea of RISPA, it was funny to me. I was talking to someone before the church who, uh, before church Sunday, who's heard a lot of sermons, uh, maybe, uh, you know, tens of thousands. Like they've been around a long time. And, and I mentioned something just in conversation. And I said, well, today I'm talking about RISPA. And I explained the story in, uh, second Samuel 21 of, of uh, her sons, <clears throat> her sons being killed and she protecting them and taking a burlap uh, cloth and waving it against the birds and, you know, waving it against the wild animals and all. Five months. So what I thought was interesting is that the guy looked at me and he's like, I've never heard that story. Yeah. 
And I'm like, well, then that's going to be a good one today, yeah. right? <laughs> when do you ever get to pull one out, right? Mm-hmm. But Rispa, Rispa is my go-to. I told Melinda later, Rispa is my go-to when I think about the love of a mother. Mm. Concubine of Saul, had no status, wasn't his wife, no importance, uh, no political power. And really there were, you know, I, I, you read the story. I didn't go into great detail on Sunday, but when you read the story, there were seven men mm. that were executed. Two were her sons. Mm. Five were the sons of Saul's daughter, so they were Saul's grandsons. Mm. And that mama wasn't there. Mm. And that one, the, the mama Rizpah, who was, protected them all, honored them all, fought for them all. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that's what I said earlier, like, we have we have mama stories when they weren't there. Yeah. And then we're called to be that person that is. And one of the things that happened, that was all set up. The the sons of Saul were requested by the Gibeonites because of a famine and basically kind of like old school Viking retribution, you know, eye for an eye. But the famine didn't end when the boys were killed. The famine ended when David heard what Rispa was doing. And after, as I said earlier, the five months, he took all their bodies down and got the bones of Saul and Jonathan, who were in a foreign land, Mm -hmm. brought them all back and buried them all together. And as soon as he did that, the famine was stopped. What? That's Mm -hmm. nuts. But God is waiting for that. Like, Rizpah played a part Mm -hmm. in that whole thing because David wasn't going to do a thing about it until he heard about her. And that will, you know, I don't want to go old school here, but that will preach all day long, right? Yeah. Can you say again who he buried them with, the bones? What, what so is that? So David, so Saul and Jonathan, well, Saul and Jonathan were, their bones were in another country. And David retrieved them along with the two sons of Rizpah and the five sons that were grandsons of Saul because of Rizpah. He, it, scripture says specifically, when he heard what she was doing, he went out and retrieved all of that and got them all together, brought them all together, and gave them an honored burial, all of them. And frankly, I, I mean, the scripture doesn't say, but if, you know, if she hadn't done that, he, he's like, great, you, your retribution. And, but the famine didn't lift. See, it was like more had to be done, and this honoring of this mother played a huge, I mean, they played the key role, really. Without her, it wouldn't have gotten David's attention. He knew it happened. He, he condoned it. He's like, take them, kill them. But the bloodthirst of all of it, right? Crazy. It's Old Testament. Right? right. But that king, it moved the king. The love of the mother moves the king. So, Arnick, you can preach that, buddy. <laughs> the love of the mother moves the king. It yeah. just does. Yeah. And it, it moved him so much so that he went and retrieved the bones of Saul and Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Like it prompted something in him. Like the love of that mama. It just did. It prompted. He wasn't going for the bones of Saul and Jonathan, but he looked at it and he goes, you know what? I need to bury these boys. Mm. And I need to get, we need to get Saul and his friend Jonathan. He loved Jonathan. And Saul's grandsons and Saul's sons through the concubine, right? And bring, we're going we're gonna to give these guys a, we're finally going to do this right. Mm. And then when he did that right, the famine lifted. Mm. Which is definitely about the community, right? If it, you look at it in the ABC... Our community we is it affected. Together. Yes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, God moved. Mm-hmm. God moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the woman's sacrifice. I can't even imagine. I, I, I tried to think about it and even portray it a little bit. You know, what did she smell? Mm. 
my God, seven rotting bodies. Mm. And she's laying right there. She wasn't like blocks away. And then to see, what kind of courage does that take? And then we, we flip the script over to, to Mary looking at Jesus. Like, what kind of courage does that take to look at your boy up there? Mm-hmm. That's her boy. Mm-hmm. It's nuts, right? Chip joins our family at four. He's this little sweet-faced guy, big eyes. And now he's all like burly and must bumps into you. Not <laughs> you, right? It's your, but still your boy, your yeah. baby. Looking up there and seeing that, incredible. And so although we have these experiences in our own lives with mamas and dads that don't do those things, that's what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. And the mother piece fits us all because that is the church. The church is the, mm-hmm. the mother. Yeah. I think about the what it what it means to embody the the mother on a mother church, I think. Like what is that what is that really mean and like if we were to try to embody that i think about mothers connected like i think of my wife right now being connected feeling these bumps and kicks in her belly you know like of this expectant baby chanette chi- yeah, coming august yeah, this, 2023 this child that's going to come mm-hmm. and birthing this child right holding this child immediately after it's birthed you know, like nursing this child, like I just, I just think of all the, the connection that is happening between the mother and the child. And and then, and then trying to think of like, it's just so it's, it's really, I mean, it's really almost oneness really um, with that connection. Uh, And I know that they leave, right? Right right now it is. Yeah. Right. It's oneness. Right. And so I think about Kelly nurtured by Kelly. Yeah. Like I'm not doing nothing. Literally. (laughs) I'm literally doing nothing and she's doing everything. And, but I think about that in, in the role of the church being the mother, right? The mother of us all and how just, coming around like you said Melinda this community like coming around the the children the ones who are immature not not in a bad sense just to mature them right to perfect them as a church body and protect them and protect and them and fight for them and nurture them and feed them and care for them watch and them watch them and oh my gosh like that's a big that's a tall order yeah. <laughs> that's a tall order man i, I cuz again i'm i'm a male i don't know what it means or yes. what it would look like <laughs> But man, another uh, another bizarre Old Testament story is uh, two two prostitutes, mm. and both had children. And in the night, one rolled over on her baby and suffocated it, mm. and it died. She woke up and realized her baby was dead. Yeah. Traded the baby out mm-hmm. with the other mama. The mama wakes up in the morning and like, this is not my baby. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh yes, it is. And this whole thing, right? Yeah. And then it goes before Solomon. Mm-hmm. And that's the famous thing where Solomon says, bring me a sword. Mm-hmm. I'll cut the baby in half. And the woman, not the true mother, not the true mother says, yeah. okay, no problem. Yeah. Okay. Havesies. Yeah. Right? And the true mama, which is what the call is, the true mother yeah. says, no, as much as I love, I will be inconvenienced. This woman can raise my child, but you're not going to kill my child. right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we have that love of a mother. Mm. Let that, as you say, you're not wrong, man. The Holy Spirit mm. working that stuff in us, yeah. birthing stuff in us. Mm. You know, it's funny. Jesus is not the son of God. He's the son of the Holy Ghost. Mm. 
Because it's the Holy Ghost that conceived Jesus and Mary, mm -hmm. if you want to get super, super technical, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not the Son of the Father, not the Son of, it's yeah. son of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And when the Holy Spirit moves over us and lets this conception happen uh, in our churches and this nurture happen, it truly becomes a, a miraculous thing, mm -hmm. truly. Yeah, I I'm just, I keep just thinking of all these, these things. I, I remember having a conversation with somebody just recently of like, um, man, uh, my, ch my child or whatever it is. And the husband and wife, the father will be like, I'm really hitting my limit, <laughs> you know, here with this, like they can go, go on their own or whatever. Like I'm tired of it. I don't want to do that anymore. And the mother just is, is just like, like we said, relentless, not ever going to yeah. stop, yeah. not ever going to stop caring and nothing against guys and fathers, but it's just, there's that just relentless, like I'm going to care don't care if they've messed up 900 million times. Well, the love, I mean, I'm a dad. The love, yeah. you're a dad. The love's different. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah. It's, it's the role you play yeah. in the parenting paradigm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The love is different. Yeah. And we have the love of a father. Yes. And we have the love of a mother. We have a father God. <laughs> yeah. And That's we right. have a church. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and I know for my kids, I'll hit the room and I'm like, okay. Enough. And, I, and enough meant I had about seven seconds of that. Yeah. And I'm like, that is, that's it. And me. I call it the voice because when you speak, they suddenly do whatever I was trying to get them We're to do done. when yeah. they were smaller. But I don't have the patience. I absolutely do not have the, yeah. the same patience. Mm -hmm. And is that an expression of love mm. in the church? And mm. we here at Christway who work to defend the space and let people come and go and come and go and come and go and come and go again. And every time they come back in, welcome. Yes, open mm -hmm. arms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, welcome. So glad you're here, and it's a joke. You know, I, I say, you know, when I tell you, when you see me, of course you see the pastor, you, everybody's got a 12 reasons why they weren't there and whatever, <laughs> you know, I have to tell you those things. I'm like, no, 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 no not, not, not necessary. I said, when I, when, I, when I tell you that I missed you, you know what I mean? I, I, I mean, I missed you. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually just miss seeing you. So I do pay attention, but my, my care for you, my affection for you, your value in this community is not that you have to check any boxes for me. We love you because you exist. Yeah. And that is the love of a mother. Mm -hmm. I don't think I said it on Sunday, but uh, I did say this part, that the early church was famous for taking in orphans. And that's a whole historical uh, research project where, you know, uh, given the culture and um, whatever the reasons were that babies would just be abandoned. Mm -hmm. um, Sometimes they were sacrificed, right? Some they of just, it was a sacrifice. They just let them go. To the gods, they would put them in a pile or throw them in the water and put the crocodiles. People would save them. The Christians would come and save them. They mm -hmm. took that love, love for people seriously, love for the orphan and the widow, right? Seriously. Mm -hmm. And so in, in practice, and uh, I, this is, I don't think I said this Sunday, but it was on my heart that if a church that doesn't serve others should probably be called something else. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if it's serving other people. Yeah. Like that's the, that's the hands and feet of the Lord. And I don't know if we're the ones that get to determine that. Right. If someone knocks on our door, and we try to make this a practice, right? Somebody knocks on the door of the church. If they need something, we try to help them. Mm -hmm. Right. If they're they're hungry. I'm, I mean, I took a guy out a few weeks ago. 
and uh, got him some food, and <clears throat> he got food that I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have wanted. Mm-hmm. He happened to be living in the woods, and he needed, you know, he wanted Vienna sausages, and he wanted spam, and he wanted mm-hmm. that stuff. I'm like, I offered a few things. I'm like, you want that? No, 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 this will be fine. I said, how about this? You want some of these? I was funny. I said, you want some fruit? You want to get some fresh fruit or something? No, no, no. <laughs> well, it was about cans, right? Well, so sure. it would stay dry. Yes. That, yeah. But, you know, what would I say? Well, I'm not getting you I'm not getting you a Vienna sausage. That's not good for you. My God, have you looked at the side of the can <laughs> on Spam to see what, you know? No. Yeah. Right? They get to determine the need. They determine the need mm-hmm. if they need prayer for depression or a headache or a spirit deliverance or a hug and when they need it, right? I mean, as parents, you're about to remember (laughs) that cry at whatever time. And Arnick said it, Mm -hmm. right? He said his control over those, uh, those boys, right? He said it a a couple weeks ago here and he said his control over those boys who, uh, AJ's graduating from high school here in just a few weeks, and Eli will be a senior. These guys are just two twin towers walking back there. Mm-hmm. He said, but when they were a baby, they controlled him. Mm-hmm. That cry made him move, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't get to say inconvenient time. Mm-hmm. This is a tall order. Yeah. Right? This is a, that's why we're, we, are, we are given eight weeks to, uh, frankly, try to change. Yeah. I was the, culture. The, the word that just came to me was was sacrifice. The sacrifice of a mother, and in that word sacrifice came to me because when you said, "If we're not outside of ourselves, thinking of others," I think you even said, uh, "We don't have abundant." Li-. I wrote this down. This is a quote from Andy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have abundant life without an other's kind of love. Is what you said, and like. Yep. When I think of Christianity or following Christ, this this sacrifice—I mean, that's what is spoken, preached about—from Paul to G- Jesus to Paul to James to all of them. Like, if you're not sacrificing yourself for your wife, for others, yeah. but like loving others as yourself, right? Like, loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Like, loving yourself is good, and you and you should. But man, if if you're not outside of yourself loving yeah. others, then I, I it's hard to say that if you I mean you're really fully a Christian, really in my well, mind. I'd say there's a hard way to do that. Yeah. And there's an easier way. And the hard it's called you're called to do it. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. But the hard way is like, okay, I'm gonna love others today. Yeah. That is hard. Yeah. Like you're gonna or I have to pull do yourself this right up by now. your bootstraps yeah. and you're gonna be a Christian. Yeah. That is not it. Mm-hmm. The way to do it is what you said earlier. Yeah. Holy Spirit. Yeah. Help me love people. You've prayed that for years for me, that you love me. Yeah, I ask for God's agape love, which is unconditional. Mm-hmm. It's his love I'm loving people, mm-hmm. especially you at that time in our marriage where I was loving you. I wanted to love you with perfect love, and only that is from God. Mm-hmm. And I pray that still for all the people that we love in our life. And folks listening, I mean, that's really the deal. Yeah. You need to, it's about, this starts with not, uh, Trying to be Christian, yeah. Right? Trying to do this, it more. Yeah, this starts <laughs> with tree of knowledge of yeah. good and evil, right? This starts with Freedom Holy Spirit. Words. Well, the kind of the, that prayer earlier. Yeah. Lord, send us the ones you love, and we will love the ones you send. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking, and I'm aware, and then the Spirit can prompt and quicken mm-hmm. and touch. 
Yeah, it's very much an outside of ourselves kind of thing. And one of the Arnick and I were talking about it uh, yesterday, and one of the uh, things that came to me real time, like it wasn't in any notes that I had in my mind or I hadn't covered it at all, but as I was standing up there Sunday, it struck me that of the eight steps on the path, and those are steps to abundant life. That's what we believe. If you do all eight of those, you will not just find life, but it'll be life to the full. The first four, we don't do too bad. Mm-hmm. The back four, we can do better. Mm-hmm. A kind of a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> right? And the back four are being missional mm-hmm. and giving mm-hmm. and serving on a Sunday, serving family, yeah. and mentoring or making leaders, making disciples. Now, the first four, attending church, uh, baptism, salvation, going through discovery, getting in a small group, uh, we're starting to do a little bit better at the small group part. Mm-hmm. So the first four, but I really felt it standing. I'm like, you know, these next eight weeks, mm-hmm. God, please help us. Yeah. The back four. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about the newbies. I'm talking about a church full of 300 people, mm-hmm. a high percentage, 250 of those people. Yeah. <laughs> need to, frankly, let that be developed in us, challenged and answer the call. Yeah. Answer the yes. Yeah. Any other closing thoughts as we round out today? Uh, the big word is generosity. I think that's going to be the through all the way through these weeks is letting your heart be softened and your mind open. Well, that is a great point, right? We can. Generous with our time and our affection and our attention. We can love and we can give through obligation. Mm-hmm. We can give, we can even give through discipline. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is fine. Yes. But when we give through generosity, mm. it's a different game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a different feeling. There's a different joy to it. Mm-hmm. All that. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining today. And thanks, everyone, for joining with us. I'm going to close us out and pray. And we invite you to be a part of uh, these next seven weeks. That's the plan. We hope we're being a part of what God is doing here. But in the next seven weeks, that's what we're Hoping to do uh, different speakers, different presentations, different voices on Sunday. If you missed last week, uh, the first part of our Getting Outside of Yourself series, we welcome you to listen to that as well. So, Lord, thank you for your guidance, and thank you for the promptings, and thank you for the calling. And we want to be able to celebrate life change. We want to be able to celebrate giving and serving and loving and doing that better. Um, Not because we're trying to be better but just because of our love and connection with you. And we recognize every child is a child of God uh, with your presence and your life force in them. And we want to respond to that. And we want to bring them to know you better and walk with them. It's, it's family. Everybody that walks in that door is family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we want to grow in you, fulfill your purposes in your ways. Thank you for this time together. And help us uh, as we open our hearts to you. Lead us, guide us, and fill us with your spirit. And we pray it in your name, Jesus. Let it be so. Amen. 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 Thanks again for joining. Again, uh, you can catch, as you're listening to this podcast, you can listen to the uh, message from last Sunday. And we hope you'll join us in these up-and-coming weeks. Until then, take care. God bless.